Welcome to Friscology. This is Tim. This is Matt. And this is the podcast where we discuss various discographies of bands. Though this time we're doing more of a series of records from one label. It's Bloated Cat. It's a pop-punk label. Is it from here? I think I think it is. that it was from here. I it's, don't remember. We took quite a long break in between. I think that was like a year time. ago. Oh, maybe six months. <laughs> Anyways, this week we're going to do Lipstick Homicide. We're covering their half of the split with... Billy Ray Gunn. Billy Ray Gunn. And we're joined by Kelly. Hello! But we'll hear from her after match play. Match play! <laughs> Anyways, this week, the song is Temptation. And I think the most common match we have, a fatal four-way. We got Joey Badass, ass spelled with two money symbols, yep, Kelly. Yeah. In case you're looking these up later. The Muppets, which sort of technically we shouldn't have counted because we were doing a Perry Cuomo cover, but it was <laughs> they were, funny. They were. <laughs> Karina and Cradle of Filth. Who did you start with? I started with the Muppets. Alright, I did get a chuckle out of the line. We were remiss in that regard. Yep. But I think pretty much my only enjoyment came from some of the comedy skits before the song. Yeah. But I did discover, I'm pretty sure this is why you're into pentatonics now. (laughs) (laughs) No, but okay. (laughs) The Muppets have nothing to do with my love of acapella music. I think if you look deep inside yourself, you find that it's true. Uh, No, it's Sesame Street, thank you. I mean, you're the one that made us listen to this, so what do you think of the Muppets? Uh, it was a pretty standard Muppet song. <laughs> Why did you make us listen to it? It's just a standard Muppet song. <laughs> I didn't listen to it before I listened to it for this. Oh, you just happened to find yeah, it. Yeah, uh, I, okay. I was looking up Temptation, and it came up, and I think we replaced... Oh, shit. We replaced... Did we replace New Order? Mm-mm. Okay, because I know it's new. I Bing saw, Crosby. Yeah, this was a Perry Cuomo. This makes no sense. Yeah, I have no clue. <laughs> All right, there's no connection. So, yeah, it was okay. It's the Muppets. You know what you're getting with the Muppets. It's kind of a comedy skit. Miss Peggy's involved. She's over the top. I mean, they do, actually, the vocals. That belts yeah. it out. Yeah. Who'd you have up next? Uh, Karina. Not sure how I feel about the song overall, but I think it's because I was thrown off by the music video. I really need to stop watching the music videos for these while I listen to them. It was pretty standard these video. They were wearing some very baggy pants with lack of shirts, I guess. Yep, and then she Jackets. Jackets over sports bras. Yep, and then she was just laying in a lounge chair. So you're just too mesmerized by... Apparently, jackets (laughs) and... Lounge chairs. Oh, lounge chairs. Uh, Actually, as soon as she started singing, I I remember being in my mom's car listening to this. I'm sure I've heard Karina. It was pretty generic. Generic pop from that era. If you put this on and then a CNC Music Factory song, no one would be able to tell the difference. So, Uh not a fan on that one. Karina, you're eliminated. Boom, boom, boom. All right, who'd you have next? Joey Badass. You know what? Fucking name is ridiculous. Dude, it is without a doubt. song is great. Yeah, <laughs> it started out so good. It had a very uh, mid '90s California hip hop sound to it. But it'll be so hard to convince other people to listen to I, Joey yeah. Badass, especially when you go, "Yeah, you got to put the money symbols in." <laughs> yeah, you search it's, for it. It's dolly signs instead of S's. Just, just when you go to look for it. This was actually the first one I listened to, and I got done with it. And like, well, there's this is it. This song is going to win. Like, there was no way there was going to be a better song. I just kept going, God damn it. Why'd you call yourself Joey Badass? <laughs> what did you, the Why did you do this to yourself? Could have gone with Joey. Just Joey. Joey. Yeah. So that brings us to Cradle of Filth. Yeah. The lead singer looked like Robert Smith if he got really into Satan. Yeah. <laughs> 
And for a second, I questioned if I remembered what Cradle of Filth was because I have rem- I was like, yeah. I'm sure I've listened to Cradle of Filth. I remember us talking about that. No, I was right. This is what the band... Cradle of Filth. This yeah. is what, once they got going, that's what I expected. Yeah. But when I first saw the singer, I was like, what's going on here? Yeah. This is exactly what I expected from Cradle of Filth. And then I was disappointed because I kind of wish I had gotten Satanic Robert Smith. Yeah. Instead, you get whatever. Yeah, just the I mean, standard like that era of metal. Yeah, I mean that's all it is. They do have like a moog, but other than that, it's pretty straightforward metal of that period. And the music video was very interestingly Garden of Eden temptation. Oh, other than this picture, I didn't really see because yeah. I was playing fours a while listening yeah. to all these songs. All right, so I guess that gives us uh, gets to the winner. I mean, I already told you it's. Joey Badass. He's yeah. Joey Badass. I guess he's like, earned the name, honestly, yeah. after that song. I, I actually made specific note. I don't know that I will like listen to any of these regularly, but if at random, and I don't know why, for any reason, Joey Badass would come up on a playlist for me at random, I'd probably let it play. I'm going to be honest with you. I think I'm going to buy a Joey Badass album. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm not even joking. I enjoyed that song a lot. Stand by for our review of the Joey Badass's album. I don't know what it's called, uh, but I'm sure Tim will have me listen to it too. Oh, I think look out for the feature discography of Joey Badass. Can you make Kelly do that one? <laughs> uh, I'm still recovering from the cure. So, c- congratulations, Joey Badass. You beat the Muppets. Kelly, you're back in the game. Lipstick Homicide was started in 2009 by two high school friends, Rachel and Kate, along with drummer Luke Ferguson, after their respective bands, the Whoopsie Daisies and the sequels, disbanded. Lipstick Homicide is from the Coralville, Iowa City area and have gone on to become a fairly popular punk band nationwide. Today we'll be discussing their half of their split release with Billy Reagan, which was released in 2011. Kelly just sort of listened right before we started. <laughs> yeah, so, and did not take notes. So, I mean, I think she might not have the most informed opinion. I do have a very she informed had, opinion. I would say she could also have the most informed opinion because she just heard it. Starting with Annexation of Puerto Rico. They jump right to it. They get right into the album. Yep. It's no fade in any of that. I do love how heavy the bass is at the very beginning. Just starts out heavy with just bass and drums. They're there. You can hear them with the guitars. It's going to be a recurring theme for me throughout this. Uh, it seems to be a recurring theme for you with most things. There's a uh, nice little guitar solo. Yep, even I can recognize that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Profound. I generally struggle hearing the instruments <laughs> and mostly hear the lyrics and the vocals, and Tim is the opposite. <laughs> what do you got on the vocal front then? Uh, really, I just put interesting intro song lyrically, but a solid pop punk sound. I mean, that kind of is what it is. It's yeah. a solid opener. It didn't blow me away. Yeah, no. It's definitely. The intro song. What do you have to say about the annexation of Puerto Rico? Not not the song, but the, <laughs> the actual the, the, political, yeah. Yeah. the political standing of the annexation. I really love Puerto Rico. Like oh goodness. <laughs> well, I believe that people who are American citizens should definitely be able to vote for our freaking president. I don't know why I said freaking fucking president. I mean it's probably important for them to have full Senate representation. That is well, like <laughs> Our country doesn't make sense, and politics are complicated. But back to the song. What do you think about that? <laughs> I enjoyed it. I honestly, based off of the title, I didn't know what I was getting into. And it actually, if you didn't know what the band was supposed to sound like, it might seem like 
Oh, going political. Right? Yeah, yeah, no, I was like, I am in. Yeah. But it was just kind of, it was interesting. It was just very pop punky opening it's song. Pretty, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's the. You, you know what? You may know as much at the first listen than we know yeah, at the first Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> next up is uh, Moody's Point. Again, bass is really solid and heavy in the mix, and they bounce around a lot in this song. That bassist is all over the place. Yep. Really like the screeching weasel esque guitar breaks. <laughs> I, I know it's one cool. of those one of those references that <laughs> only fucking probably I know. Yeah. But it does eventually transition back to there's just some bass and drum action. There's some vocals too, yep. but the guitar cuts out. I it was good, but again I wasn't really blown away by the song. My first note for this one is all I want to do is be alone. <laughs> it's just like she says that a lot. Well, it is called Moody's Point, yep. so I guess that makes sense. I want it. This is where multiple vocalists really shine. You know, they had. I I almost it, I noticed that it's the guitar. I don't know and that the bassist. I don't know that the dual vocals ever shined. Actually, no. I this mean, is just where I finally noticed that there for, were oh, two. I'm pretty sure they're throughout. They, oh, they are. That second vocalist is mixed a little lower. Yep. I don't. I, I make note. Like of I said, I don't think they use later, it to yeah. the full effect that we saw from uh, Jabber. No, they're not they using it the way yeah. Jabber did. I will say that. Kelly, any memories from Moody's Point? I have a very important question. When is this band from? 2009. This album this is from 2011. So, the Kelly Amanda Show this album. <laughs> has a like, sub-show inside of it called huh? Moody's Point. Huh? That was like the original like teen drama show that then... All right. Like, so, I'm, like, I heard Moody's Point and I'm like, hmm. And I'm still like. Hmm. I'll tell you, I think it's possible it could tie it back. It, possibly. I, I didn't you catch the lyrics. I, I don't listen one to time. the lyrics much. If Matt's got some no. insight on the lyrics, he, you might be right, Kelly. I, I don't vividly remember anything that would tie back to the Amanda Show. I don't know what the Amanda Show is, so it doesn't. Well, I mean, that's right. of all that. <laughs> okay, that that does that help actually a might narrow bit. down for Tim. Yeah, Keenan and Kel, man. Yeah, yeah Keenan and Kel. It was and like this Amanda Burns. Bynes, close but no cigar. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, I just I'm not sure if it's a coincidence or if they were playing I, on. You know what? I think we can talk about that after another song. You might be on the right track here. Yeah. Everything equals a lie is our third song. This one's a real toe tapper. <laughs> but the only note I have for this one is title makes me feel like this is an angsty teen song. <laughs> it, it probably is. I really never catch up on the lyrical things, but no, I felt like this was it the is one hundred percent angsty teen. I felt like it was one where even if you don't know the lyrics. You can chime in and kind of keep along with guess it. Guess them. Yeah. yeah, you can kind of guess, make up your own shit, and you're going to feel good singing along to yeah. it. Next song was Colin. Oh, well, Kelly, we didn't really ask you. Do you remember Everything is a Lie? Absolutely not. All right. I have no connection to that one. She got caught up in the toe tapping. I got caught up in the toe tapping and focusing on the Moody's Point shit. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, reading Reddit. Next up is Calling in Dead. This is a classic fuck the job punk Dude, rock song. Dude, without a doubt, yeah. This one you catch the lyrics on. It's pretty... Yeah. That, I think that was... This is a more lyrical song because it's the most probably straight ahead pop punk song. They don't wander too much. Like, they they do it a little bit in the other ones. It's not much. Uh, the, only, the only thing I actually know, like, they definitely know their sound and the message that they wanted to get across with this yeah. song. But still a solid pop punk message, I guess, for this one. That, and honestly, throughout COVID-19, hasn't had me thought about the fact that someone else would have to call in because you're dead. Nope. I will be that determined. My plan's to die on the job, so I will possess I the phone. Workman's comp claim! <laughs> I, don't, 
What is the claim on a workman's comp for a dead person? It's really good. Is it? So someone else can cash out on my death. That's true. There's got to be something. That's my retirement plan. They pay out for a broken arm. They got to pay out for a heart attack counts usually. Jesus. So, like, I just don't care for my body. Cardiac arrest at work. So the next time I'm like, I think I'm dying. And. I'll get you to the emergency room. No, get me to the office. (laughs) I have some notes I gotta finish. (laughs) Absolutely. That's my retirement plan, so. God damn, that's a terrible (laughs) memory point. America. (laughs) Next up is Bite My Tongue. This song, at least vocally, is a little more melancholy than the other two. I think they did slow the tempo down a little bit, and I think it's somewhat continues through the last three songs. They came in high energy, and this is one where they kind of pull it back a little bit. This feels like the start to the back end? Yeah, and you know what? It feels like the start to the back end, because it's kind of just not there. I really, this one I didn't have much on, because it it did not really hit anything other than noticing her vocal patterns had changed a little bit. Yeah, my only note on this one is three members? Maybe four? Clearly nothing inspiring in Bite My Tongue. All right, up next, because Kelly's on her phone. (laughs) In your place. In your place. We actually skipped this one, because I was like, I just want Kelly to listen to prom, then we're going to get to it. Actually, Matt protested a little bit now that I see my notes on it. I should have had you listen to it. Yeah. (laughs) This isn't a pop punk. It's what I consider more power pop. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going back to the same old well that I think I've gone to on this a couple times. You can feel the Jawbreaker influence throughout the song. Uh, this is definitely a song that if it came out when I was in high school, I probably would have listened to it in high school. Yeah, no, I it, I, <laughs> I did enjoy this one quite a bit. Yeah. I didn't catch the lyrical themes, though. I'm pretty sure at some point they say, you need a kick in your face. If you come over here, I'll put you in your place. Oh, well, that's not so great. All right, last song. Prom. I fundamentally hate that there's a pop punk song about the prom. <laughs> I really hate that they ended the album with it. I kind of love that they ended the album with it. But also, <laughs> also knowing, I think they started this band in 2009 at 14, 15. So for when yeah. this was released, what are they, 17, Maybe. 17, 16? Yeah. God damn it, prom's important to yeah. <laughs> like 17 and 16 that, yeah. year olds in general. I um, hated it, but I know I was abnormal. I don't know. This is like, this just feels like the ultimate, like, anti-punk, pop-punk <laughs> yeah, <or> song. Maybe. <laughs> like, I'm so punk that I'm going to sing about <laughs> yeah. it. I love prom. That's the thing, yeah, though. Yeah, like, yeah. you know what? If you like prom, what the fuck am I shitting on it yeah. for? But there's something in me that's just like, God damn it. A punk song about prom. But I think that shouldn't exist. Yeah. No. They're anti-anti. Yeah. They got me. What'd you think, Kelly, since I asked you just specifically to listen to this <laughs> So I'm not gonna lie, I've been watching a lot of Gossip Girl lately, and it gave me some, like, Gossip Girl vibes. Like, we gotta get something edgy, but it has to be kind of appropriate. <laughs> like, that's what it felt like. Like, it's just what it felt like to me. Like, this isn't just about prom. I thought it was going to be like, fuck prom, doing... No, it's just... All about, I wish I yeah. could ask you to prom. Yeah. <laughs> Very Gossip Girl. Jesus. Prom song. Blair would be the lead of the band. Blair Witch? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Tim. Alright, so that's where we're at. We're at the overalls. I didn't wear mine today. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I can think of a good joke, so I'm really bad. <laughs> well, you might as well lead hit. I can't anymore because I led with the joke. <laughs> uh, you know, overall, they hit a lot of the uh, 
They hit a lot of the pop punk genre throughout the yep. songs. They didn't blow me away in a general sense. God damn, I love the production yeah. on this album. The way uh, they mixed, they mixed the bass high. They they didn't mix them high. They mixed them. They mixed the bass and the drums at the right level with the guitars and the vocals. Mm-hmm. That it sounded like you were at a live show. It didn't sound like an album. It sounded like what you would hear if you went and saw this band live without being recorded live. You know, this wouldn't have been my favorite band if I went to a show. But you know, I would have bought this album. Yep. I would have told people, like, man, I saw this band. They're really great. Blah, blah, blah. I definitely agree that it is mixed well. There are points it towards, like, the last two or three songs on the album. I kind of wish that the lyrics or the vocals would have been mixed a little bit more for the forefront. But that's me. <laughs> like, I mean, I think prom shouldn't exist. So. <laughs> I think prom, as a song, needed to exist. Because it's hilarious how anti-anti it is. <laughs> Kelly, I'll let you get your thoughts on this album. So I feel like this album and this this band in general, even though this is the only album I listened to and it was a quick run through. Yeah, it was like 15 minutes, 20 maybe. Is that like, it is like Avril Lavigne meets actual pop punk, which definitely justifies like prom, which is like, let's go to prom. But it's also like actually good. They wouldn't play it on your mainstream radio station, no, but it's fun. They do swear. Relatively. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Not to mention, though, with, since you made the Avril Lavigne comparison, don't teenage like singer-songwriters, they would get shit on, too, if they wrote about two serious subjects. They'd be like, you're yeah. a fucking kid, shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Man, I'm really torn on prom. <laughs> I, I don't know if I should hate it or I should just be like, you know what, it's fine. Are we sure it's not an anti like they're making no, it's fun 100% of the prom? No, it's the anti-anti-prom. No, this one you could, it was pretty clear after a few listens on the vocals that she's just like, I'm going to go ask this dude to prom. I think she's going it's to It's her promposal. Uh, yeah, and I think she's going to like the kid's mom to ask him to go to the prom. She's not directly going to him. Yeah, so, no, I think it's a weird thing. I, I think it's like she's going to his parental unit to, to ask, ask them to can, ask him ask, yeah. to ask her. Like, oh, okay. I didn't. Catch I think the that's. Ask I think that. I do not miss high school because <laughs> it's. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't. Know. I mean, you know. Prom maybe left a few, an impression, so I guess a few more listen. An impromption. So out of oh, God damn it. <laughs> so in a, in a three here? out of five, or in a, in a three in out a of one five. out of five, I guess zero to zero out of five situation. What would you give it, Kelly? I'd give it a solid three. Like not my favorite, but if like I heard them, I'd be like, hey, check this out. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I wouldn't be like screaming about it from the rooftops, but maybe like during a podcast. Matt, what do you got? Yeah, I'm solidly at three. All right, so I went back to check my previous scores I before really scoring need to this album. To do that. You know what? I gave Jabber a three, and I am retroactively changing it to a four. Uh, yeah. That album has left an impression. I am going to give this one a three also. It would have been a 2.5, I think, if not for the fact that I love how it was produced. Mm-hmm. That leaves us next with the second half of the split, Billy Raygun. Oh, I also need to retroactively increase Jabber. What would you have Jabber at? Because I also had it at a three. Man, what were we doing? I don't know. Because we had drones at a 2.5, and I think that's fair. I can't believe it. And Science Police, I think, was at a three. Man, we did not give you we, credit, yeah, Jabber. Yeah, I didn't say. Well, Kelly, thanks for sitting there while we talked about Jabber. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for uh, joining us for our Jabber podcast. Hey, Jabber Jab. Uh, yeah, exactly. God damn it. It's too simple. All right, let's go disc. Follow 
us on Twitter at Frisky Discs. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts.